Welcome to Reawaken Podcast. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm John Brown. On this program, we like to discuss everyday topics to hot-button issues, as well as some fringe ideas, while maintaining a solid scriptural foundation and a sense of humor. And we really hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, everyone. Uh, Once again, I think we will be doing another news episode. We really enjoyed it last time. It seems just judging by the metrics, you guys also really enjoyed our full news episode. So lots of stuff has been going on lately. Just starting off here, if you guys hadn't heard already, The Price is Right, the TV show, I'm sure plenty of you have watched it. I I watched it growing up now and again. I, have, I mean, I love that show growing up. Yeah. Right, it's, it's pretty awesome. I don't think I've seen it in probably well over a decade, but... Oh, have you seen it with Drew Carey? As well? I have. I don't know when he came on, but I stopped watching yeah. it not long after that. Right. But, right. So, yeah, they have donated almost $100,000 to Planned Parenthood. So, yeah. Sad. They were very excited to do this, but their viewers were not quite as excited but um rupaul who is a famous drag queen is who came on to my impression is actually like they just hung out and watched the contestants and the deal was that they were going to be donating the money to Planned Parenthood like they were going to match what everyone won and donate Mm. that to Planned Parenthood. So, yeah, this is kind of like a liberal's dream right here. You've got a drag queen, you've got Planned Parenthood, like... The only thing missing is somebody coming on saying that they're going to knock down Trump's wall when he builds it. So, (laughs) but yeah, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's just really sad. I mean, uh, the, you know, Price is Right, such a, you know, you don't think about politics when you're watching Price is Right. You know, it's about the contestants and just the, the just joy of, you know, watching people win things and the excitement and everything. It's just fun, you know. But to add politics into the whole thing, it just kind of, it just ruins it. And it's really like, you know, it just kind of makes you not want to watch that. And, of course, us knowing now their stance on things and supporting Planned Parenthood, I would want to watch it even less. Right. Yeah. And they've kind of gone downhill over time like they've always had some issues with eh, modesty to say the least but this is definitely next level really um i don't know if they plan to make this a regular thing i guess 
what I'm kind of afraid of is to try to look good. They continue doing stuff like this when, yeah, I guess it kind of depends on how everyone's going to react to this. I, I guess that's what's really going to tell because if people react positively enough, clearly they'll make enough money off of it to continue doing stuff like this. And although it might not be the Planned Parenthood, considering that they chose to bring RuPaul on, I'm sure full well knowing that they were going to be donating the money to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people have made choices. Yeah, it just it seems like they're going to be alienating a lot of their viewers because I know, I mean, when I watched it, it was because I was sick and I was at home from school and, um, you know, it's daytime television. So most of the, they might play it at different times, but generally your audience is going to be probably elderly people or, you know, stay at home parents maybe, but, you know, the statistically speaking, older people tend to be more conservative. So, it seems like they might be shooting themselves in the foot with that move. Right. Yeah, so um, I guess with, uh, of course, the big thing always at this point being coronavirus, um, we have uh, some news regarding that. Democrats have unveiled a bill that would eliminate states' voter ID requirement. Um, so that's just a headline, um, but... I know with uh, with their plan, a lot of it has to do with the, the mail-in voting and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, this is something that Democrats love to do because, you know, it, if you don't have voter ID, then, you know, illegal aliens can vote or uh, undocumented uh, people can vote, um, that type of thing. And you know, it just loosens the restrictions on that. And so, obviously, it's something that they would want to be pushing. Right, and they get something out of that because those people mostly vote Democrat because the Democrats generally are the folks pushing stuff like this that get illegal aliens more perks. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee you it boils down to money. Yep. Yep. And it's agenda. There's an agenda behind it. And it seems like everything that they push, every one of their bills has like as many things that they can cram into it that support the Democratic Party. It's just so partisan. It's so divided that, um, you know, they don't even try to hide it anymore. Right. Yeah. So full bore. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah, and in other news, while talking about Democrats, I I guess they unveiled Pelosi and Schumer being the main folks pushing this. Uh, they unveiled a plan that's just absolutely ridiculous, just handing out money right and left, I believe I... Yeah, people are going to be getting like thousands a month. So I don't know the exact numbers, but um, 
last I saw the exact numbers, it did not look fun. It was going to end up costing like an insane amount more than the stimulus package that Trump introduced. So I believe they estimated it would end up costing $3 trillion. But this is completely... I doubt they seriously think something like this is going to pass. So I think they're just playing off of people who are going to be like, oh, well, those two wanted to give me money, so I'll vote for them. But... Yeah, but uh, I mean, on another note, I think this is a great time for me to announce my political aspirations, starting with a bill that will guarantee everybody $100,000 a month. So I'll vote for you. Exactly. Thank you. You got Thank it. You. See? And, of course, we'll have bonuses. For example, if you're a woman, you'll get an additional $1 million just to make up for the wage gap. But what if I'm like one one thousandth uh, Native American? Well, of course, you'll get a bonus for that because you're an oppressed people, obviously. But uh, yeah, we're working out the details, but everybody will get a lot of money. And of course, it won't affect our economy if something like this actually passed because when you make up new money, it does not affect inflation rates at all. Why would it do that? I mean, oh, you'd think people would... It's not like we're just asking our children to pay for the things that we're giving ourselves today. Right, right. And, I mean, if people would just read economics books, they'd, they'd realize a dollar is worth a dollar, and that has absolutely nothing to do with how many people are using the dollar, what it's backed by, and how many of these dollars exists in relation to what it's backed by. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's so crazy. Vote Alex Smith. <laughs> well, I, I've already got your sign on my uh, front lawn there. And oh, I'm sure. I'm going to get as many people as I can to vote for you. Yeah, I mean, message us if you want a vote Alex Smith sign and – We'd be happy to let you pay for it. And, you know, in keeping with the general Democrat uh, line of thinking. That's right. We'll consider your purchase a donation. Exactly. And you'll get it back when my bill passes. A low price of $55. Yep. Per month rental. Exactly. Big story, I think, which I don't know all the ins and outs of it. It's something I had to actually look into to even remember what what the deal was about it. But the Michael Flynn thing. So it's been understood, at least for a while, that the Obama administration was using these FISA warrants improperly. And there was this the name of Michael Flynn that was released to the press as being involved with uh, Russia. And so when when they get this information... There are the names are hidden, they're masked supposedly. So it, it they get the report and it just says U.S. citizen number blah blah blah. There's like a, a limited number of people that can reveal who that identity is, but it has to directly involve like a case that they're working on, and there's there's a number of different things that they have to go through to, to prove 
unmasking process has to be a, you know, writing and, and all these things. And so, you know, James Comey was, was testifying and saying, you know, it's, it's such a rigorous process, you know, um, it's, we, we take it very seriously. We have a, a very strict culture, you know, surrounding this. Well, somehow the name got out and it just so happened to be someone on Trump's campaign during, you know, the 2016 campaign and uh, information that was used, again, by Democrats to uh, undermine the Trump campaign and initiate this whole Russian collusion theory. And, and so they've released, well, they've declassified, it's not released to the public, but there's a list of names, people that had access to that unmasked name. Um, and so this is kind of at the heart of the investigations into the beginning of the Russian collusion theory and what I would call the deep state um, attempt to get Trump impeached from the very beginning before he even got elected president. And of course, the whole Russian collusion thing, there was nothing to it. There was no evidence. And now we have testimony from basically all of the key players on the anti-Trump side admitting to the fact that there was no evidence to begin with. And some heads are going to be rolling, I believe, here pretty soon. There's going to be some indictments. Um, I forget the name. Durham is investigating this. And, um, you know, uh, things are trickling out that has been uncovered. But the more I think we learn, the more we're going to find just how corrupt it really was and is to some extent, but just this whole process of, of trying to attack Trump and get him impeached. Mm, right. Yeah, I guess time will tell, but the thing that thing that's probably going to be pretty unfair about this is that I guarantee in some way, even if it's just funding for this theory to undermine Trump, um, I guarantee you the Clintons were probably involved in some way. Oh, absolutely. But wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I just I don't see him getting touched. I mean, granted, there wasn't much evidence dug up, but like stuff like Epstein and whatnot is. There's just an absolutely insane amount of evidence that is strong enough to point at it, but not strong enough to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. But but somebody's keeping it from being investigated fully, to be honest, because there's just... There's no way somebody isn't because there is enough evidence that something shady is going on and that yeah. whatever is shady that's going on is just being allowed to pass. And CrowdStrike, uh, this came out recently too. Um, let's see if I can find the article, but uh, they were the ones tasked with 
finding the Russian hacking operation supposedly going on in the DNC servers and like, you know, how the, the emails had gotten hacked supposedly. And they admitted that there was no evidence of Russian hacking in the end. So it's like, it's just kind of all falling apart, but the mainstream media doesn't report on that, even though they were so heavily reporting when it was anti-Trump now it, it's coming out that that was all basically nothing it was all smoke and mirrors and of course they're not gonna report on that so even though the truth is out people will still have in their mind that you know everything they had said the past three years essentially right so people still think that trump colluded with russia even though he was essentially not they wouldn't say he was exonerated, but that's essentially what happened because they couldn't find him guilty. They just didn't have enough evidence. Right. Yeah, and you see that a lot. Like, the news enjoys reporting anything anti-Trump, but what they do not do is they do not follow up on it. They don't, like follow up on the story to its complete conclusion. So what you're usually left with is stuff like, you know, the economy has crashed. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't really, I mean, I saw some reports, but I had to go searching myself to discover that the uh, stock market had climbed back up. And, I mean, a lot of people said it was going to go down. And, of course, it did correct because there was one of the biggest gains we've ever had in history financially. They happened. Of course, there's going to be a correction after that. So there was, and then it climbed again. And it's stabilized fairly well, though it's not quite as stable as it was before yet. But it looks like it's going to stay there. We've regained quite a bit of our economy. And, yeah, stuff is still definitely going to be bad. But we've been blessed with it not being as bad as it originally was going to be. Right. Um, so a couple of things. Um, here's the article. It says, CrowdStrike had no evidence of Russians stealing emails from DNC classified transcript uh, mm -hmm. shows. And that was via the Epic Times. I always call it the Epoch Times, but I guess it's Epic. Is it Epic? Nah, I mean, in the ad, he says Epic, so I guess that's how they pronounce it. But, okay. Um, yeah, I say Epoch because that's the way it's spelled. I do too. Um, <laughs> um, and then uh, number two, Trump tweeted last night Obamagate with a video of uh, Tucker Carlson um, basically just, well, crushing, like, the whole Obamagate thing. And uh, so I, if you haven't seen that, look it up. Look up Trump's tweets. It was from uh, May 11th. and Or find an article about it, and they probably link to the video too. But it's worth watching. That's probably easier because... Yeah, for those of you who have never tried to track down a Trump tweet before, the dude tweets an insane <laughs> amount every day. 
So you'll probably have to scroll for who knows how long just to find something from a few days ago. But just uh, Google Obamagate Trump tweet and you'll probably find it. Right, I'm sure. Yeah, so in other news, uh, Elon Musk has actually, he's made quite a genius move, to be honest, because he gets everything that he could want off of it. Hold on, let me look it up so that I'm not misquoting it. Well, actually, I just got started on that one, so I'll start on this other news article while I'm tracking down the... There you go, or I can read off Babylon B title. Yeah, I don't care. You can do that if you want. <laughs> go for yeah, it. Yeah, while we wait, uh, according to um, valuable news source Babylon B, uh, Texans put welcome to Texas signs around Oklahoma so Californians will move there instead. Right. That's where we want them to go. Yeah. Though I saw some people who suggested Illinois might be a better target for that because we're already ruined, so we may as well. But Yeah, we can just be the, the garbage pail of the United States. <laughs> right. Right. But Our I, votes don't matter anyway. Yeah, I, I don't in Illinois. Uh, I don't think it would be very fun as somebody who lives in Illinois, but I see where everyone else is coming from on this. Yeah. WWE holds massive Royale Rumble. Royale, is it Royal or Royale? Royal Rumble event on Zoom. <laughs> so that's good. We can enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like the I'd like to see that. That's California churches. Uh, California allows churches to reopen as long as members. Oh, I didn't even read this. Drink blood of slain goat and renounce Christ. So, right. I I wanted to look and see if that's based on something that they just did. I don't know if I don't know if California just released some new guidelines or something, but it is kind of the attitude that they have right now. Yeah, and in Illinois, um, our governor has said that uh, churches may not open for another year because we're a part of phase five of the reopening. Right. And so uh, anything over 50, any gatherings over 50, that phase. So basically by that time, is it for phase five to take place, it has to be, we have to have a cure or some kind of vaccine that mitigates coronavirus basically like 100 percent which isn't going to happen for a long time right so is it phase five i had heard it was phase four before limited services could start being held i think yeah phase four probably as long as it's under 50 people but right. i think in general okay i had heard I had heard phase five was going to be two years. Really? Up to okay. two years. Yeah. They don't know, so it could be. But that would just be insane. I mean, at that point, it's like, well, what else is open? You know, if, if casinos are open, if bars are open, you know, churches are going to meet. Right. right. Otherwise, it's just persecution. But Yeah, um, I mean. So we'll see. 
Everyone but, could at least meet at a park. Yeah, I mean, if we're meeting outside and we're socially distanced, we're wearing ma- wearing masks, then uh, I don't see what they can have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Yep. I found the tweet, by the way. Okay. So, do you want me to go into that, or do you want to do some more articles? Sure, no, go ahead. Okay. So, Elon Musk recently... Um, he recently came out and in a move that got him basically everything he wanted, he tweeted, Tesla is restarting production today against Alameda County rules. I will be on the line with everyone else. If anyone is arrested, I ask that it only be me. So... Basically, he gets everything he wants out of it because he ends up looking like a good guy here <laughs> because he's, you know, the the man who's standing up for everyone. But at the same time, he has been complaining a ton about, um, you know, about the entire shutdown. He He even threatened that he was going to be moving as much... Uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he basically said as much of his headquarters as he can to Texas. So, I mean, he's really ticked off about this entire thing. So, I mean, this is really a win-win for him because he can pay the fine. So, it... uh, it's a it would be a $1000 fine so he can do that you know every day of the year if he wanted to yeah sure and that's like you know it's up to the law enforcement to say oh okay well we'll not arrest anybody you know right of course they're going to arrest anybody that breaks the order and not just him mm-hmm. right but yeah what is interesting to me, and I can only attribute this to that he is a rather prideful man, but what is interesting is that you've, you see mainly conservatives pushing the effort to reopen, but Elon Musk is about as liberal as you can be. I mean, he's, I mean, I wouldn't trust everything that comes out of his mouth because he's high half the time, but um, <laughs> he has said, he was known to say at, I think it was some conference or something, that mankind has to start getting like technological implants within his lifetime or they will become obsolete. So yep. he's pushing transhumanism as much as he possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he wants that Neuralink. They're developing it. He actually said, I think, last year that that was that might be available in 2020, but I don't think they're there yet, especially now with everything right um, shutting down research and all that. But um, yeah, they he wants human beings to merge with AI essentially, so that we can compete with AI. He he's afraid of super intelligence you know taking over the world basically so his idea of countering that is equip people with their own access to artificial intelligence you know through a direct 
implant in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the only smart way. Nothing to be worried about there. Exactly. Just give the supercomputer access to your brain. You know, it's a it's a foolproof plan. There's yeah, nothing right. that can go wrong here. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to be worried about that sort of stuff, then he really should probably consider that he's giving direct access to his mind to technology. So you want to talk about a takeover? I don't really want to see an army of people who have been taken over by an AI. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, in other news, New York, I still can't believe that they actually did this. So, if you guys are not familiar with it, Samaritan's Purse set up a gigantic like compound in new york to help treat coronavirus patients so very awesome thing to do very large and whatnot what's his name jonathan merritt got super ticked off about the whole thing because evidently what's worse than the coronavirus is having coronavirus and being treated by people who support traditional marriage so i guess that's a nightmare of his or something like that but yeah so new york stuck a tax bill to samaritan's purse for the entire thing so i don't understand why they would do that like that's just absolutely insane yeah i'm curious what the bill is i don't know that that's public knowledge but it sounds like a pretty big bill because they said that they're not in a position to pay it basically because they're already on a deficit because of this entire thing yeah that's crazy. That's just next level mean, and I can only assume that it is politically motivated because you can't tell me if, let's say, Planned Parenthood could do something like that. You can't tell me Planned Parenthood would get a tax bill after doing something like that. If they set up emergency, like a giant compound for emergency abortions to people diagnosed with covid or something like that i mean that there's no way it's really sounds like persecution it is honestly it is getting more and more that way in uh positive news about coronavirus oldest woman in spain beats coronavirus at age 113 nice go her yeah I mean, there was recently a, well, I mean, it has to be recent because COVID-19 is recent, but there was a man who has survived having the Spanish flu and fighting in World War II, and he got COVID-19 and survived. I heard about that. That is pretty incredible. That's definitely pretty crazy. I don't know that I can find the article, but um, yeah, so Babylon B had an article that basically 
said something like that, like Christian thanks God that he doesn't live in a place where church uh, churches are getting shut down. Yep. Yeah. And this is just uh, it's giving government the ability to shut churches down, and right, it's something that you know you wouldn't think of going into a pandemic that it's going to be used to persecute christians but Mm -hmm. i guess any opportunity that they have to increase their control uh, they're going to use it right yeah um i mean don't get me wrong here we are extremely blessed that you know a squad of guys with ak's don't walk in the door and start shooting it up because we're defying an order but we're still under an order um and i don't know if i've mentioned this in one of our previous covid related episodes or not but i mean yes we can say that that these are special rules for a disaster but we were treated just like in fact the church has gone the bad side of this deal if we were a bar we would actually be under much more lenient circumstances but past that we were treated like everyone else when our i mean our founding fathers and whatnot were very specific in separating out i don't believe in a separation of church and state but what i do believe is that they protected the church even more than everyone else and yeah protection of uh, uh, separation of church and state i mean in as far as what the founders would have meant by it if, if that's what they intended was to protect the church not the state right yeah i mean the thing is that we can start you know, slowly changing the definition of and, you know, emergency powers or whatever, which I don't want to say that because that reminds me of Palpatine game, the emergency powers, which may be <laughs> adequate. But yeah, so the thing is that who defines disaster? Because a disaster can end up being anything. It's way too broad, way too broad in the hands of a corrupt government. But, yeah, I mean, anything producing carbon is now an environmental, you know, we have an environmental disaster and mm-hmm. you know, manufacturers are contributing to that. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Anything. Yeah. Or we have a, a societal disaster with you know bullying and and hate speech so we have to restrict what is being uh, preached from the pulpit and things like that right which is coming it is coming it'll come much faster to any church that's a 501c3 but it's coming to everyone here before too very long but i'm kind of surprised that the californians haven't taken the uh 
entire emergency to go ahead and implement something like that, even though it would make no sense. I mean, yeah, it would make absolutely no sense. But that said, does procuring funding for Planned Parenthood and the Kennedy Center and whatnot, does that make a whole lot of sense to you as well? Because politicians wrote that into our stimulus package, tried to. I that mm. didn't I mean the Kennedy Center did end up gaining some money, but Planned Parenthood did not. Um, but they that doesn't make sense and that was wrote into our stimulus package. So I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be that much of a stretch for California, which makes absolutely no sense at all to begin with if they took the advantage of this to be like, hey, by the way, when you come back, no more talking about this, 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 and this. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're doing it in Canada already. I mean, people have been jailed mm-hmm. for supposed hate speech. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. on the positive side of this entire situation, we have discovered there are a lot of people out there who aren't going to sit by and watch this happen. We have many states reopening. Missouri just reopened. And counties, like the county I'm in, is trying to reopen despite the Illinois orders, which for you who are not familiar, which I know most of our audience is in Illinois, so they'll all know this. But but yeah, our county is trying to reopen despite the state order, which is looking like, like John said, before we reach a full reopening is going to be over a year. So, yeah. And the goofy thing here is, like, where I am at is I get to watch the economy die on this side of the river. Ten minutes away across the river, though, they're reopened. Everybody is literally crossing the river and just hanging out right across the river. But uh, um, Pritzker actually responded to our area wanting to reopen, and he said that he didn't want to see our numbers go up because if we reopen, that's what's going to happen. It's like, bro, you have looked at a map, right? Because Missouri, we're on the river, so... If it's going to spread, it's just going to spread on the other side of the river. So this way, at least we get to salvage our economy. But I don't think he's concerned with that. But yeah, encouraging to see that there are more people than we may have previously thought who are not going to just sit by and let the government do stuff like this. Right. Our county has refused to prosecute anyone breaking the stay-at-home order, the social distancing, and all that. So that's good. And then a number of counties are doing that as well. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, just look at the data, right? I mean, Sweden did almost no lockdown. You know, the states are already reopening. So look at their numbers. And, uh, you know, once we have the data, we'll know. But... You know, in the meantime, let's let's be sensible. Right. Right. And from the start, if we had just enforced something that was like, 
people use common sense and moved on with our lives, we probably wouldn't have seen much of any difference in um, the infection numbers. And honestly, with more and more new data that's pointing to that this thing is so infectious that there's nothing anyone can even do about unless you have been sitting in a cabin in the middle of the woods for months on end. It's just looking more and more like the entire lockdown is useless. And by the way, I do want to put the disclaimer. I'm the previous episode where I mentioned where John and I mentioned all of these recent studies that are showing, you know, like up to, um, I think it was 85 times the uh, estimated amount of infected patients in, uh, where was that, L.A. or San Francisco. Uh, The Mm -hmm. tests like that, that's what they point to, is that the infection rate is sky high and the death rate is like almost non-existent, which would also, of course, explain why our hospitals are packed if it is that infectious but yeah, the mortality is like point zero something zero zero I yeah think. but yeah right oh but yeah the predictions i mean if if we know anything we know that the predictions that they were giving us at the beginning are completely wrong and time and time again they've been wrong that we're gonna have we're gonna have our hospitals overwhelmed. i was saying that i was saying our hospitals are going to be overwhelmed because I saw what was going on in China. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I'm willing to admit that. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously the facts are otherwise, but you know, you just have to come to realize like the predictive power of our models is pretty weak, obviously. So we need to reevaluate based on new data. But if you're not willing to do that, then you're just kind of living in a bubble of your own fear that you've created. Right. But, yeah, on the note of more Babylon B articles, I kind of wish this one was true. Trump announces all reporters at White House press briefings must wear MAGA masks. I kind of, I have to admit, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, like they su- they supply the mask and like, Right. These are N95. You know, you can't use your own mask. You have to use these. Right. Yeah. Pre-approved, and they all say MAG on. Right. It would That's be crazy. pretty funny just because it it it's kind of sad. It's that bad that everybody just knows that that would go over absolutely terribly. <laughs> I mean, because obviously, I mean, Democrats don't want America to be great. <laughs> So, exactly. That's exactly. the main thing. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. And in other news, everyone jumps off bridge after a new government order telling everyone to jump off bridge. I think that one's pretty good to be honest. Yeah. But um uh on these lines, not directly, but if you haven't seen it, you know Kevin James, he's Paul Blart, Mom Cop. Uh, yes, uh, yes. King of Queens. Yeah. yeah. He did a movie, a little short film called uh, Out of Touch. If you haven't seen it, I'd give it a little watch. Kind of might give you a chuckle. Yeah, I have not seen that, so I'll 
I'll definitely need to check it out. I don't think he swears. It sounds like he's going to at one point. But right. Cool. Yeah. I'll I'll definitely check it out. But yeah. So um I think we're running at a pretty good time here, but I'll share one more with you. Yeah, so a recent article that I came across and I actually just might read this one for you guys because I find this one funny enough. Others hopefully will enjoy this one as much as me. So it's it's an older one. It's from August 13th, 2018, but it has to be one of their best ones ever. The title is Armenian Contractor Builds Bridge Halfway Across River. So... For those of you who do not know, the Armenians believe that due to our free will, God has blessed us with enough good within. They do not believe in, well, some Armenians believe in total depravity, but many believe that it's not a complete depravity. So they believe that there is a little bit of us. God has enabled us. So it could be compared to if God reached down to you, if you're drowning and you reached up and grabbed his hand for him to pull you out. A lot of people can't compare it to that. But whereas the Calvinists, and it's important that I should say this, the Calvinists believe that God pulls you out. He just grabs you and pulls you out, and you'll grab onto his hand to be pulled out. But Like a fish caught in a net. Right. Irresistible. Grace. Exactly. And uh, they also believe in limited atonement, which means that God has ordained due to his sovereign will exactly who he chooses that may be saved. But anyway, so this article reads... In an attempt to remain consistent with a synergen... Okay, so I'll, I'll skip that in, in case... Yeah, so in an effort to remain consistent with the theology of which we were just speaking, um, which actually, I guess, a synergenistic theology. I don't know why I was blinking on that. That's what that is, basically. Um, an Armenian-owned bridge contractor has constructed a bridge only spanning half of a river, sources confirm. The bridge opened for public transit Monday with cars careening off the unfinished end into the murky waters below. Quote, We've done most of the work, and now people just have to drive a little bit farther to finish <laughs> spanning the gap said Jacob Carter, the business owner and president. Quote, Our bridge is freely available to all, wide enough for everyone in the world to cross. But you'll just have to put in a little bit effort if you don't want to plummet to a deadly rushing river a hundred feet down. End quote. So Carter calls the bridge a compassionate act of mercy on his part, freely offering everyone the chance 
to cross the bridge if they can just muster up enough faith to step on the gas and launch themselves the remaining few hundred feet over the valley. Quote, I couldn't go all the way across. That would be violating your free will, not giving you a chance to garner enough faith to cross on your own merits, he said. A competing Calvinist contractor also opened a bridge downstream, one that crosses the entire river, but isn't open to the public. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, I hope I hope somebody enjoyed that as much as I do. I think you, either side you're on here, this is a gem of an article, to be honest. But yeah, but yeah, don't they do a good job about getting both sides. Right, don't take yourself too seriously. If if you don't That's find true. this funny, then you're probably taking yourself way too seriously. Yeah, if you can't laugh about it, I mean, you're probably a Calvinist anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right i mean that's what that's what god chose to make everyone but people choose that's to believe right. otherwise i mean anyone can soup up their car to hypersonic speeds to you know ramp off the exactly bridge and make it to the other side if they want to. <laughs> yep that's right but yeah so anyway yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in for this episode, and hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully I didn't offend anyone with my Armenian contractor article that I just read, but again, don't take yourself too seriously. You did, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and... I appreciate for those of you who would find it interesting, I'm very happy because I'm recording on a new microphone and it's kind of nice, but yeah. So, but yeah, so we enjoy that you guys tune in and we hope you will join us next time. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends and family and everyone else you know we're available everywhere on uh, itunes google Podcasts, stitcher because we're contractually obligated to say that but yeah so yeah tune in on the platform of your choice and we will see you next time stay safe stay healthy adios